It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Hey, we're four hours away from kickoff of Monday Night Football at MetLife, an NFC East rivalry on the biggest stage as the Dallas Cowboys visit the New York Giants. Is tonight an indicator of a shift in relevance in the division, or do the Cowboys hang on without Dak? We got a packed show for you this Monday as week three comes to a close, and yes, we are going to get into what happened with Dan Orlovsky that he's really happy about. That's why these guys are dancing. And, of course, Marcus Spears and Mina Kimes and Adam Schefter here with you for the hour in moments. Adam has key injury updates on Tua and Justin Herbert. But first, we go to East Rutherford, New Jersey. And, of course, we will get a little bit more from Lisa Salter. She's on the call tonight. We're putting her to work early. So, Lisa, <laughs> we'll bring you in right now. Can you do some injury triage for us? Headed into this one tonight, who's trending up and who's trending down? Yeah, Laura, a lot of health updates for you. Uh, let's start with Dallas linebacker Micah Parsons. Parsons missed back-to-back -back practices this week because of a bad cold. But when I talked to him last night, he said he feels good enough to play tonight and plans to channel his inner Michael Jordan from Game 5 of the 97 Ooh. NBA Finals when, you remember, Jordan uh, put up 38 points despite being sick. Uh, wide receiver Michael Gallup will wait at least another week to make his season debut as he comes back from off-season knee surgery, according to an ESPN report. And tight end Dalton Schultz, who sprained his right knee last week against the Bengals, is considered a game-time decision. Dallas did just elevate tight end Sean McKeon from its practice squad this afternoon, which could be a negative indicator for Schultz's prospects. As for New York... The Giants' defense could get a boost with the expected season debuts of pass rushers Aziz Ojolari and rookie Kayvon Thibodeau, which would also be Thibodeau's NFL debut. He was the fifth overall pick in this year's draft out of Oregon, but suffered an MCL sprain in the preseason. Ojolari set a Giants rookie record with eight sacks last season, but had a calf strain in late August. The Giants aren't as optimistic, though, about defensive lineman Leonard Williams, who sprained his right knee last week against the Panthers. Williams has told coaches all week long, don't count me out, but if he isn't able to go tonight, it will be the first game he's missed in his NFL career, Laura, snapping a streak of 114 consecutive games played. Thanks so much to Lisa. We're just under four hours away from kickoff of Monday Night Football, and we're on this game all show long, but let's get back to yesterday. With the Bills and Dolphins, we're going to pick things up in the fourth quarter, you guys. Bills trailing 21-17, less than two minutes to go. And they elect to go for it on fourth and goal at the two-yard line, Dan. Yeah, ready? I think Josh Allen's foot just gets stuck in the ground. It looks like he wanted Stephon Diggs early, kicks it out, he misses it. He knew it right away. Bills still trailing 21-17. Next drive for the Dolphins, a minute and 37 remaining. Forced to punt from their own end zone. And punter Thomas Morstead with the, the, the butt punt was actually our second favorite safety moment of the day. Uh, or, <laughs> sorry, Dan. Three minutes into the show. Yeah, well, that's how we go. 18 seconds left. Bills with Get a loose. second and 20 from around midfield, and Allen checking it down to McKenzie. McKenzie able to get out of bounds there. It's a tough spot. He's trying to get in field goal range. He's trying to get out of bounds. You really want to have the opportunity to go a 9-1-1 call, which means 
Everybody get to the line of scrimmage. We are not spiking the ball. We're going to take a Hail Mary attempt. They think they have enough time to spike it and get the field goal off. They don't. Game over. Allen slamming the helmet. And then how about offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey for getting Maybe he forgot there was a camera there. Either way, the embrace with Tua and Allen after the game. The Dolphins win it 21-19. to So, when you think about the Dolphins blitzing Josh Allen on 57% of his dropbacks during the Bills' first three drives of the game, and Allen shredded the blitz, yeah. completing 15 of 17 passes for 150 yards and two touchdowns. But then Miami made a key adjustment as they significantly dialed back on the blitz. Sending an extra pass rusher on just 20% of Allen drop, Allen's dropbacks, that flustered the quarterback who completed only 59% of his passes and did not throw a touchdown after those first three drives. So, Marcus, that Dolphins defense forced Josh Allen into 63 pass attempts. What did you see on that side of the ball? Yeah, first of all, it was great looks up front, just trying to confuse protection yeah. and make Josh Allen think that he had to get the ball out of his hands fast, right? You saw a lot of times where he was just – Josh Allen wants to hit home run balls, and we've lauded him about his ability to take the underneath, take the underneath, but this was one of those games where you could see him getting a bit frustrated with having to go to the backs, having to get the ball out of his hands early. And Miami did a phenomenal job not only blitzing, but disguising this well. Look, here's the reality. Josh Allen is going to beat you when you blitz. You just hope that you can force him into two or three plays and get him off the field on two or three third downs, and that's what Miami was able to do. And they actually had their hands on some balls that they dropped for interceptions as well because of that pressure. I thought they did a phenomenal job changing things up, but also changing them up enough Totally. To kind of fluster him. When you, get, when you get a quarterback to throw the ball 63 times a game, that means your rush and your impact as far as your looks are taking advantage of what the offense is trying to it do. It flustered everybody, too, not just him. Yeah, absolutely. In the offensive line. I loved Miami's plan um, offensively versus Buffalo's defense. Miami and Mike McDaniel, their play caller knew really the likeliest way for them to lose that game was the, the most dominant defensive line to win the game. So they went a bunch of seven-man protection. They went hardball play action, making sure that, okay, at least two is going to have the time to get through those progressions, and then that pinpoint accuracy can shine. Tua naturally gets the ball out quickly. They didn't have to think about that. It was more so, can we make sure that we have seven on four multiple times? I counted 11 times where they made sure they had seven guys blocking four guys on that defense. Now, weeks one through two, Buffalo led the league in pressures and sacks. They, they had four pressures yesterday. They had one sack. That's great coaching to understand. The only way we lose this game, or the likeliest way is, we allow Buffalo's defensive line to dominate. They didn't. A big reason why they won that game. All right, so a lot of people wondering about Tua Tungavailoa in this game. Let's get Adam Schefter in here for a minute, as I mentioned off the top. Adam, Tua finished the game strong, but he did leave the game late in the first half after hitting his head on the ground. What do we know about that situation? Well, interestingly enough, Laura, the NFL and the NFLPA will launch an investigation into whether concussion protocol was filed, fi- uh, filed the right way. But it's a situation here where right now, Tua Tungabailoa is uncertain to play Thursday night. But it's not because of his head. He's not listed on the concussion report at all. He's dealing with what the team says is ankle injuries, back injuries, and he's beaten up from intertrench warfare, as the Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel described today. And Justin Herbert was able to play yesterday, despite the fact that he's dealing with fractured rib cartilage, got through the game, stayed in for the whole game, even when they were down at length. He said he didn't want to quit on his team, but he was in there at the end of the game. And again, that was a little bit risky for Justin Herbert at that point in time. Meanwhile, the Chargers have lost Sean Slater for a season-ending 
torn biceps injury. He is the man responsible for protecting Justin Herbert's blind side. So now you take your left tackle out of the equation, you take the center out of the equation, and the Chargers are dealing with some major injuries, as are the New England Patriots. Mac Jones suffered a severe high ankle sprain. He's going through testing today. You saw him limp off the field yesterday, had to be carried into the locker room after that, underwent an MRI today, still awaiting the determination and the results from that, but it's fair to assume at this point in time that it's going to be very challenging for Mac Jones to make it back in time for Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers, and we'll see how long he could be sidelined, Laura. Yeah, it was really tough to see the amount of pain he was in, too. Of course, if Mac Jones can't go Sunday against the Packers, that means the Patriots turn to Brian Hoyer. Hoyer has lost 11 consecutive starts. That's the longest active streak in the NFL. Not great. More from Adam coming later. On, All right, man. let's get to that game. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens visiting the Patriots. Lamar's like, yeah, let me go off here, guys. Uh, second quarter, Ravens down 10-7. Second and seven with 36 seconds left in the half. And Lamar to Mark Andrews. I love the fact that New England comes after him all out Pressure, zero man coverage. Lamar has a plan and gives his best player an opportunity to go make a touchdown catch. We go to the fourth quarter here. Patriots down 31 to 26. This is goal. no plan, Laura. Ooh. Baltimore Beautiful. actually all out pressures Mac. There's no plan at the line of scrimmage. Now he's got to throw the ball away, but bad decisions come from bad plans. More of Lamar Jackson, Marcus, just going off. Yeah, Superman. It's, it's just phenomenal. He's turned into that athlete we used to. Yeah, how much is he going to get paid? All right, Patriots drive with two minutes left. Jones throwing it deep for Kendrick Bourne. Intercepted again, though. Marcus Peters seals the game, and the Ravens win it 37-26. to Dan, what did you see from Lamar in that win yesterday? It's unbelievable yeah. the level that he's playing at right now. He's so much better playing against man coverage this year. And mm. in two specific reasons why. Number one, when you get man coverage, you're often looking for your first option, your best, and you get stuck on guys. He's not getting stuck on guys this year. He's getting through progressions of understanding, no, one's not there. Two to three to four versus man coverage. I love it. The second thing is there's other people on his team that he trusts now. Those first two clips are Mark Andrews, sure. But he's getting the ball to, man, that's one of my favorite clips right there is getting all the way to really number three on the crossing route. His belief in his eyes and his ability to trust people to go make plays when Mark Andrews isn't there is a big deal. Guys, last year against man coverage, his QBR was 56. He averaged 6.6 yards per attempt through 10 touchdowns and six interceptions. This year so far versus man coverage, his QBR is 95. Woo! He's throwing 8.5 yards per attempt. He's got seven touchdowns and no picks. His difference in development from last year to this year, just picking apart man coverage and going from one to two to three in it is light years, and it's so great to see. You love to see Lamar advance in what you just talked about, Dio, but also like seeing old Lamar as well. Mm. He's being an athlete again, yeah. right? He's using his legs and understanding that dynamic. You guys remember last year we sat in here a couple games, and I, I know a part of that may have been him being a little bit banged up, but I thought he was trying to prove – my pocket passing is good. Sure. My pocket presence is good. I remember you saying that, yeah. Now it's about I'm going to Im- I'm, I'm going to impose all of Lamar Jackson on the defense. And yeah. that's what we've been seeing. We keep we keep now the term is coming up. MVP level. Dio, you had him as the league MVP coming into the season. Yeah. The bottom line is this, and I said this to you guys last year in the playoffs and when they were trying to make the playoff run. When Lamar Jackson is on the football field, 
I do not care who is across the line of scrimmage <laughs> from him. He's the best football player on the field. Right. Any game he plays in, because he is as dynamic of a runner as any running back we have in this league. And now he's forcing his will as far as the passing game. And the most important part, spreading the football around. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, Bateman. Mark Andrews. Yes, man. Yes. So, so that's the number one offense in the NFL right now, Baltimore. Lamar has accounted for 89% of that offense, which is ungodly. Okay? It, it's outrageous. A couple <laughs> things that I do like. Though number one, we saw 13 personnel get used a bunch yep. yesterday, so one back, three tight ends, all that action. The second thing is he's doing that really without his left tackle as well. Right. So we, remember, when it comes to the contract, we always ask the question, right? Can the guy be good enough that if other parts of your roster aren't as elite, can he carry Elevate. some spots? Yep. I mean, we have seen this continuously from Lamar Jackson. So if this offense can stay healthy and they continue to hit the quarterback run game like you're talking about, and he plays with that freedom, I, I honestly believe he's going to be a, an MVP, and this will be a top two, top three offense as, in the league. As weird as it sounds, as much progression as he's made in his passing game this year so far, we've seen glimpses of this, but it's, it's looking consistent right. now. He's old Lamar and, again. And don't forget, though, in it. 2019 when, the MV, when he won MVP, the, the narrative was – well, they played games in control. In control. Defense was really good. They got up 14-0 and it was over. He's doing this with a defense right now that's struggling still in Baltimore. Doesn't yeah. have the support he's, of it. He's, yeah. So far, he's better than he was in that MVP season, which, which is scary. Yeah, also, you picked him to win the Super Bowl, so this is like music to your eyes and ears. Say hi! All right, we're just getting started here on NFL Live. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady was not the thriller we'd hoped for. And wait till you hear why Mina Kimes, who will join us, says this is the worst offense Tom has on, ever okay. been a part of. And uh, according to FanDuel, this is how Dan Orlovsky showed up to Twitter last night. Let's go, Dan. So yeah. good. So good. <laughs> 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 we'll get into that next. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This Hit guy's been ear to ear. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. 
Rules and restrictions may apply. NFL Live is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Oh, look at that young man. I'm dancing like him. Yeah, you wish. Dan, you could never dance like that. All right, hey, did you see Trevor Lawrence lighten it up against Ooh, the Three touchdowns out of the number one overall pick. And, man, does he look good under this new leadership. How about this? The 28-point win was Jacksonville's largest on the road since a 33-3 route of Minnesota in 2001 when Trevor Lawrence was two years old. Isn't that crazy? Let's read and react to the latest around the NFL, beginning with the Jags. Dan, what did you like from Lawrence yesterday? Well, first of all, this is what happens when you get a coach that gets a quarterback in rhythm, spread out screens, bootlegs, RPOs, and then what happens is when you need him to go make plays, like down in the red zone, he's like, oh, I've got this. I've thrown 75 straight completions. Out on the move, ripping balls to Zay Jones in between people. The ball placement right now, when it's needed the most, his aggressive mindset, Doug Peterson has done such a great job of uplifting this young man and getting him to believe in his natural skill and talent that when there's moments when, hey, Trevor, I got to go, you got to go be a playmaker. Yeah. He's like so confident in his ability to go get outside the pocket and rip the ball and place it exactly where he wants. I love the way this dude's playing right now. Yeah, I'm not sure any of us ever doubted him, of course, having to see the high level that he played he's at He's starting to college. believe in it again. It's fun to watch him do that. All right, one of the questions surrounding Jalen Hurts as we get to another quarterback this offseason was whether or not he could develop into an efficient passer from the pocket. That's an area he struggled in during his first two seasons. Well, look at this. Through three games, the answer has been a resounding yes. Hurts leads the NFL in QBR and yards per attempt from the pocket, and he ranks second in completion percentage. Marcus, what do you like about what you've seen from Hurts? I love so that he's spreading the ball around and being aggressive. This is something we talked about Jalen Hurts all the way back in college, but yeah. when we were covering him at Alabama, he always wanted to see the guy open before he let the ball go. We saw him in Devontae. Hey, you covered? I'm trusting my guy to get the ball to him. 12 targets to Devontae Smith and 10 targets to A.J. Brown. For the Dallas Goddard, using the run game. Jalen Hurts working the offseason is showing up in a magnified way this season. He's playing phenomenal football. And this version of Jalen Hurts that's not afraid to let his guys go up and make a play makes the Eagles one of the scariest teams in the NFL. When you have all the weapons he has, why not? Let them do it. And then do a few things with your legs, too, which we know he can do. Now, another quarterback that we haven't seen exactly what maybe we would expect out of all the time, Kyler Murray, only had two rushing attempts in yesterday's loss to the Rams, tied for the fewest in a game in his career. It's the fifth time in Murray's career that he's had two or fewer rushing attempts in a game, and four of those have been against the Rams. Murray only has 12 rushing attempts this season, his fewest in any three-game span within a season since 2019. So, Mina, what do you make of the lack of rushing attempts for Kyler so far? It's concerning, and it's inhibiting this offense because we should start here. Kyler Murray is incredible on his feet. Since coming into the NFL, he has 67 carries that have gone for 10 or more yards, second only to Lamar Jackson. But you wouldn't know it based on the last couple of games, waiting until the fourth quarter in this game to carry the ball. And for me, Laura, it's a problem not just because of what he can do with his legs, but what the threat of him using his legs does to opposing defenses. As we see quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts take advantage of the impact that that has, it raises a question for me. Why isn't Kyler Murray doing the same? Excellent points, Mina. We'll see where that ends up. Okay, then Sunday Night Football, guys. A game that ended with a final score of 11-10. And a game that will be remembered very fondly by our very own Dan Orlovsky. Why? <laughs> Let's see it. Are we watching something? <laughs> Dan! Jimmy! Finally, Dan, it's not just you. <laughs> this, 
We didn't oh. need the secondary clip. Yeah, we did. My man. Got to show everybody. My man. So That's an embrace you. that you're wearing. The... Here's how it sounded. I kind of want to say I'm sorry to Dan Orlovsky, but that's the first thing that pops in my mind. Now you got company, at least. Somebody else did it. I felt like Mel Gibson. <laughs> so quickly. I, am I a champion or something? You can't hold We're it so down. proud you of you, You can't hold man. me down? You, you finally did it. We're free. We're free. We free. <laughs> we free. <laughs> that's how, like, Roman's at. <laughs> I'm not yeah. myself anymore. Tariko, it took two seconds for him to spit out my name, yeah. so I appreciate that. Yeah. As he yeah. should, right? You, um, it's it's excellent company to be in. I believe maybe Laura. we have a special guest. Laura? Oh, am I hearing? Yeah, Laura, I, I'm sorry. I, I just need to apologize again. It's been a tough day. I haven't been able to sleep. I'm feeling bad. You know, Danny came in his nice suit to celebrate his moment. I got to give him props. He won Twitter for the night. That's always big, you know. But, Dan, it wasn't me and it wasn't you. I, I live in Michigan, as Dan knows. I've Aww. grown up around Lions or been living around Lions fans for 20 years. My kids grew up Lions fans. I was speaking for Detroit fandom because that's the first thing they would think of. So it wasn't personal. It was just geographic. I love you for it. I love you for it. Um, I texted you because I knew in the moment that you felt bad. I didn't want you to feel bad. It was exactly what you should have done. It was hilarious. We've all laughed about it. My fa I ran inside to my wife. I was like, babe, come outside. You got to see what Jimmy Garoppolo just did. So I was right there with you, man. Uh, Mike, you're a legend. Look, Go ahead. Oh, Laura, thanks. Hey, look, I did, I did clarify this point. You were chased by Jared Allen. Any of us in the same place would have done the same I'm thing. Away. So yeah, I knew I well, loved well, exactly. Mike, 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 I ain't gonna go that far to say any of us would have did the same thing. But I feel you. I, I, I like that you saw. Oh, I love it. Uh, Mike Tarico, special guest here on NFL Live. Thanks, Legend. Thank, Thank you, Mike. Sunday appreciate Night it, Football. Man. We appreciate you joining us here. And glad we could clear that up, Dan. It, the reality is, Dan didn't get his feelings hurt by much. Uh, we've had the the running yeah. out back of the end zone, the sneeze fart in the open of Monday Night Football. What yeah, else what is this guy gonna do? Stretchy. All right, next on NFL. Live, how about them Cowboys in a Monday night divisional duel? Swagoo loves his Dallas defense, but hear why Mina says the Giants will stand tall. Fighting spirit moment is brought to you by what Modelo. Brood for those with a fighting spirit. I got a time today. I got a time. Hey, I got a time today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Thanks for joining our 2023 Pro Bowl focus group. This year, we're playing flag football. Flag football? Let's go. I'll beat all y'all. Game on. Well, you're looking for skills challenge ideas, right? Jetpacks. That guy, great idea. But it's Vegas. What about an all-you-can-eat buffet? Oh, love that. How about zipline jousting across the Las Vegas Strip? That's definitely a good idea. Have you ever wondered how many tight ends it would take to pull an airplane? Probably just one. Can we please do something with jetpacks? We can go paintballing or, or, or we can go, you know what I mean, we can go to movies or maybe we can go to just the park and go skateboard. <laughs> Peyton Manning and Omaha Productions will be part of that new look Pro Bowl broadcast. And of course, they're back with us tonight on ESPN2 for Monday Night Football. Check out the guest lineup right there. You got Jimmy Johnson at McAfee's joining them. That's guest number two. And Tracy Morgan, Cowboys at Giants tonight. Might have to tune in. I Might mean, have to I tune mean, in. I mean, what is Second what, screen what experience. Doing? Uh, yeah. Peyton and Pat, man. He's taking over, man. They were yeah, 25 and Pat, hours a day. Right? All right, what's Adam Schefter not doing? He does everything, too. Uh, yes. well, he'll get things going on Monday Night Countdown at 6 Eastern. Adam, the Cowboys are relying on backups at a bunch of positions. What should we make of that tonight? Well, Laura, this has been a theme early in the Dallas Cowboys season. They've had to have Cooper Rush step in for Dak Prescott, who, by the way, is supposed to have his stitches removed at the stadium here this afternoon. Cooper Rush has had to come on. He'll start tonight until Dak can come back. They've had to have Noah Brown step in while Michael Gallup is out. And Michael Gallup is not expected to be active tonight. Another Cowboy, Tyler Smith, the first-round draft pick, stepping in for Tyron Smith. But Gallup not expected to make that debut after there was some hope and thought that maybe he could be used on a limited basis tonight. That's not going to happen. And the Dallas Cowboys also waiting to hear whether or not the left Dalton Schultz, the tight end, who sounds unlikely to go, but he does want to test it pregame to see if there's any way he can go. And oh, by the way, they are going up against the New York Giants, who now remain as one of only three unbeaten teams in the NFL. Who would have thought that at this point in the season, the Giants would be one of the last three unbeaten teams. Kind of a wild season so far, to your point, Adam. The Giants looking for their first 3-0 start since 2009. We are going to pick that game a little bit later on the show. And a little hint, we're completely split on picks. So let's get back to yesterday, though, as the Buccaneers hosting the Packers. We thought this one would be really exciting. Uh, we'll tell you what happened. The ending though. was. But true, Dan, you always find a silver lining. Bucks trailing 14-6, to 30 seconds left to play. Second and goal from the 10. Tom Brady to Cameron Brate, incomplete, but there's a flag. Yeah, legit call. Amos pulls on him as he's going on that outbreaker, and if he doesn't, he's going to get that flag. I love this play. Tom peeks the backside. Douglas is still hanging there, puts it on the back hip of Russell Gage. Caps an 88-yard drive. Bucks need to go for two. Keep an eye on the play clock as the Buccaneers line up for the two-point conversion. They're unable to snap the ball before the play clock runs out. Todd Bowles and Tom Brady, understandably, not happy about that. He's like, oh, come on, seriously? So many moving parts, five or six different communications. After the penalty, Buccaneers go for two from the seven-yard line. Brady looking for Gage, but it's broken up and unable to tie the two-point try. Rodgers and the Packers win it 14-12. to So, Mina, the injuries have certainly stacked up on the offensive side of the ball for Tampa Bay, but they still only put up 12 points. How concerning is that with what you're seeing in Tampa? It is concerning. Obviously, the injuries are playing a tremendous role in it. But right now, Laura, this looks like maybe the most dysfunctional offense I've ever seen Tom Brady play in. 
Uh, and it's really impossible to evaluate him based on what we're seeing. They can't run the ball effectively. The passing game is a comedy of errors. I mean, you're talking fumbles, drops, not a single contested catch. You had receivers running routes barely, almost into each other at one point. Uh, and then the offensive line we know has been banged up coming into this season. Obviously losing Donovan Smith, their left tackle hurts. But again, penalty, penalties, they don't get a snap off in time at the very end of the game. And we keep telling ourselves, well, this isn't the real Bucks, right? Because they're going to get Smith back. Right. They're going to get right. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin is going to be healthy at some point. But we got to see that before we yeah. can really uh, come to conclusions about how good this offense is. Because right now, it Thank looks you. like one of the worst offenses in the NFL. I think operational-wise, meaning you are on point with what they're doing. That's the surprising part, just the, the operation of this offense. But I do. I'm on that, I'm on that other side of when you got Mike <laughs> Evans, Chris Godwin, yeah. and obviously Julio Jones, you probably right. win this game with, with those opportunities. The silver lining is this defense. Listen, man, I want everybody Ooh. to take a beat right quick, okay? The only person Green Bay wasn't playing with was Christian Watson. And this defense gave up 14 points with an anemic offense that almost had the ability to win this game at the end. Mm. And I get it that Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but if I'm walking away from this game, I know if I'm in a defensive staff meeting and say, if yeah. we give up 14 points to Aaron Rodgers in the offense with Tom Brady being our quarterback, with all of our weapons, we'll win that game. That's the confidence I lead that game with. And knowing and that – Go ahead, go ahead, MK. Go ahead. Oh, no, just coming off of what you said, I'd actually like to raise a question for Dan. My concern about the Packers is we, we know that's not the real Bucks offense. That is the Packers is offense. And, and, like, they have an incredibly efficient RPO game. We've seen the run game look better. But I, I, I wonder, Dan, watching them, is that as explosive as they're going to be? Because that is a very tight margin to live on all season. Yeah, I was actually impressed by the offense. I mean, if not for the Vita Vea, Vita Vea forms fumble on the one-yard line, they go up and down the field in the first half and score 21. They're getting Romeo Dubs a little bit involved. I think the two-back game that they have, I'm calling it, like, complicated simplicity. Complicated because they can take those two backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and make them look unique. Two backs in the backfield. Mina, you mentioned this RPO game. I've got safeties highlighted right there. Those are secondary players. There goes Dillon in motion. I could kick it out to him if the linebacker flows, but I'm handing it off now. Guys, this is an offensive tackle blocking a safety, okay? That, that is the simplicity of I got big people blocking little people. And then this is an even easier thing. It's first and ten. Now both those backs are almost like hip tight ends. Aaron catches, kicks the ball out there. Now I've got a big receiver on a corner. And again, I've got a tight end blocking a nickel back. And Aaron Jones catches a one-yard ball and makes it nine. So the complicated aspect is all the different ways that they can use those guys to formation them. But the simplicity of those are basic play calls. And you're getting big people blocking little people. I understand that there's the question mark of the explosiveness but I'm not expecting this offense to be explosive this year. But see, I, Certainly but, not right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wonder. I, I don't think you're allowed to if you got a full boat with Tampa Bay, though. I don't think you can call that same game if they have all of their weapons available. To I also them. am not anticipating fumbling the ball on the one-yard line on a drive that I'm going to go score 21 on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I get your point. Correct. Uh, we'll see if we end up seeing them again. Man, 0 for 9 on third down. Yeah, the it's true. Half. you gotta make you got to make it happen when you get those opportunities. All right, we'll find out. Hey, coming up, the Colts got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to lose their cool in an upset no one saw coming. You see a little preview right there. What happened? Marcus explains why he says the Chiefs oh, missed Cheetah. Oh boy. You're watching NFL Live presented Relax. by FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm still grinding, I'm still hungry, hungry than ever. I feel hungry.
unstoppable. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Coming this week on Monday Night Countdown. Before the Giants and Cowboys square off, we're going all access inside the Cowboys 88 Club. You put on that 88, you better be ready to wear it. Didn't matter who the quarterback was, as long as they threw to the double eights. Plus, we're hitting the field pregame with Saquon Barkley and revealing the moments that have our guys saying, Come on, man. Come on, man. Kick off your Monday night with Countdown at 6 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Cowboys and Giants at 8 on ESPN and on ESPN2 with Peyton and Eli. Can't wait for this one tonight. The Giants 2-0 for the first time since 2009. The Cowboys coming off that thrilling win against the Bengals. They meet in our Week 3 NFC East Monday Night Football Showdown. Our celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month continues at 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. As you heard Susie say, Peyton and Eli also back on ESPN2. ESPN and the NFL shine the spotlight on some deserving high school football coaches. And this week, the Giants have selected to highlight Coach Vaughn Labor from Binghamton High and Coach Matt Cunningham from Brewster High. Both coaches part of the New York State's inaugural high school girls flag football pilot program and won the championship for their section. We love it. Great to see. Time now, Dan, for a fan duel. Same game parlay. And, Dan, we begin with Daniel Jones. Does he throw for 200 yards tonight? Under. Uh, against his Dallas defense, Tom Brady threw for 212, and Joe Burrow threw for 199. Michael Gallup is out again. All eyes back on C.D. Lamb. Does he finish with at least 60 yards receiving? Under. No. Uh, Cooper Rush had a good connection with Noah Brown. I think that keeps going. Okay. Does Saquon Barkley find his way into the end zone? Yes, because I'm going to take the Giants to win the game, so yes. Whoa, you just gave away your pick, you stinker. All right, you've heard our picks. Now you can use those or make your own to build a same-game parlay with FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Let's get some highlights back in here as we go to the Colts hosting the Chiefs. Let's pick it up in the fourth quarter, you guys. This one pretty surprising. Colts still trailing here, though, 17-13, to 13, second and 10 at the Chiefs' 12-yard line. Matt Ryan finding Jelani Woods in the end zone. That's a really good ball from Matt Ryan, though. Jelani Woods does a nice job in that cross. Just a nice little touch throw by Matt. Frank Reich was loving it. Uh, Mahomes right here trying to spiral one to Juju Smith-Schuster across the middle. Stephon Gilmore gets a tip. Rodney McCloy, the interception there. I hate tip ball interceptions. Like, they're on the quarterback, but 
to go on like <laughs> defensive linemen. The Colts survived 20 to 17. Let's get some quick reads on this one. Marcus, what'd you see from that Chiefs offense? This was the first time I thought they missed Tariq, especially in that drive. Now, mm. if Travis Kelsey doesn't drop, I think a touchdown, you maybe not in this situation. But this was the players over plays situation for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think this is the first time it popped into my mind is that Tyreek wins a route or he forces some defense to lean heavily and you have an opportunity elsewhere on the field. All right, three things in the game that I didn't like that I want to see get better. Number one, you talk about Tyreek. I want to see the long ball connection with Marquez Valdez-Scantling at the bottom of the screen start to work. Third and seven, man shot, take it downfield, he's open. Let's work on hitting it. Second of all, better, more efficient runs. But it takes all 11 guys. It's not just the offensive line. It's not just the backs. It's seeing it the same way. It's tight ends blocking. It's receivers doing their job. So everybody doing the part in the run game. And then making those plays outside the pocket. When Patrick gets outside the pocket, he's the greatest quarterback ever doing it. Two for 11 yesterday doing so. I want to see that grow for this offense a little bit more. They didn't show up yesterday. That's my biggest thing. This offense is going to be fine, but those three things to get better at. Yeah, the Chiefs were 3 of 10 on third down yesterday with a minimum of 10 attempts. That's tied for their third worst conversion rate in regular season games. You see this new on NFL Live. According to 49ers reporter Nick Wagner, 49ers left tackle Trent Williams does indeed have a high ankle sprain. He'll be out sometime, according to Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan said could be four to six weeks, but won't know for sure until swelling goes down. Man, the injury is just brutal right now. More bad news. We heard from Adam off the top of the show that Rashawn Slater expected to miss the remainder of the season with a torn biceps. Mina, what's your reaction to this? Absolutely brutal. I, I think out of any player on this roster other than Justin Herbert, maybe Joey Bosa's up there, but I would say Rashawn Slater is the player that the Chargers could least afford to lose, in part because of their lack of depth at the position. Storm Norton came in, backed him up on the left side. He was their right tackle last year, struggled at that position. He was replaced on the right side. And frankly, I don't really know where they go from here. Mm. Um, I would say they need a left tackle, Laura, but really they need like a priest to reverse the curse on this franchise because they might be the unluckiest team in the NFL. And it's not just Rashawn Slater. He's battling injuries over there. Yeah, Yeah, you guys said it. Yeah, let's start praying. You guys said it in our group chat. They're like the Ravens of this year, the Chargers. So unfortunate to see. This also new on NFL Live from Jeremy Fowler. More bad injury news for the Chargers. Come on. Wide receiver Jalen Guyton has torn his ACL per a source. It they got to start looking at stuff. Coming. I know. Really disappointed to see a team that we were so excited about coming into this season. We'll see if they can get things righted. All right, Marcus, tell us what's coming next on NFL Live. What? What's, the day? what's the day? What day of the week it's is Monday. it? It's Monday. Monday. Monday is for big men balling only. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you all something today. Today we got athletic feats that people forget that we can do, but they going to show up on this BMB today, and y'all are going to be very happy. It's going to be so well received. BMB Monday, we are here. Stay close, my dear. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL Live is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. It's big man bowling time. And y'all know how we turn up on this segment. Finna give you all I got. Kevin Bash. <laughs> Let me introduce y'all to the big fellas that made plays on Sunday. Let's go. Somebody better block him. All you doing is saying, where did he come from? Morgan Smith Jr. with the rip club. Go get the quarterback. Big man be balling. So y'all see me stretching today because they decided to put us in space this week. I love defensive coordinators that know we the best athletes on the football field. Let's get it popping. Vita Vail, are you kidding me? This is what Aaron Jones said. I can picture him when he went to the sideline. Coach, who in the hell is the new linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? He was not on the scouting report. He's 350 pounds, and he just dislocated my back from my body and the ball. Look at Vita Follow the eyes, get over there, finish on the hit, and cough up the rock. Hey, trust me, you'll cough the rock up too. Don't blame Aaron Jones for that. Next, Big Derrick Brown. Look, I told y'all athleticism today. Look at the left. One hand. First of all, the Lord saw fit to make us just a little bit bigger than everybody else. But he put the same stuff in us. Look at Derrick Brown. One hand (laughs) grabbed that thing. I saw receivers miss this pass. Hey, hey, George Pickens, take a back seat, brother. It wasn't nothing too sexy about this outside of what Aaron Donald does is sexy every week. Y'all, this a hundred sacks. Let me give you a little bit of perspective. Me, Marcus Spears, big swaggoo, 10 career sacks. Times that times 10 for Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald <laughs> went and got Kyler Murray. And it's not about how you sack. It's sometimes not about how many sacks. It's about who you sack. And you ain't supposed to sack Kyler Murray. But Aaron Donald figures out a damn way every time they play to get him. Congratulations on 100, A.D. I showed y'all Vita Vale in space. I showed y'all Derrick Brown laying out. And I showed y'all Aaron Donald running down Kyler Murray. Y'all keep sleeping on these big men if y'all want to. We be tired, but we be balling. Athletic is all good out. Could you, you make too. that Vita Vale play? Swaggoo. Could you make that play? Absolutely. One time. <laughs> can make One it time right for now. people at home. Better athlete. One. Hey, you know what? I think we left our big man balling towels in Buffalo. That's okay. And it, Bills fans, if you have them, uh, we'll arrange they you shipping them. those back Mafia to us. took them. They deserve them. Keep what them. was the best play of that, those three? <laughs> best play. The Derrick Brown play? The one-hand picky? Oh, you're not difficult. Another do. stat that shouldn't go on the quarterback stat sheet. That's not a quarterback You're so biased toward quarterback. All right, this is going to make you happy, too. Let's look at Micah Parsons arriving there tonight. We heard from Lisa Salters. He's been dealing with an illness, but ready to go. What, what's that around his neck? That's Mine. lit. That's money. Mine and That's money. That. Me and Micah both got money like that. 
All right. Well, he's also a cowboy. So our football power index projects a close game tonight with the Giants as a slight favorite. Look at this. The G-men looking for their first 3-0 start since 2009. But to do it, they're going to have to snap a six-game losing streak on Monday Night Football. Marcus, if the Cowboys win tonight, what will that defense have to do? It'll be pressure on Daniel Jones. The most important thing for the Dallas Cowboys in this game is to get to third down and put the game in Daniel Jones' hands. And then when you do it, look at this rush group. I call it rabbit front. It's Fowler. It's Armstrong. It's Micah Parsons. And obviously you got uh, Dante Fowler a part of that as well. But this is the the complication that you have. All of these guys are technically edge rushers. And you got one guy, look at Armstrong here, just finding the quarterback. It's almost like two people spying and Van Der Esch finishes on, on on the sack in that particular situation. When these guys get to third down, and I know we talked about it. We saw Philly to the tune of nine sacks mm. yesterday, you right? Gotta, you you like, saying that because you're kind no, of win. No, I'm just telling you. This, <laughs> Wait, you didn't this, even say it's this, this group, this group between Parsons, Armstrong, Fowler, and Demarcus Lawrence, all together, is probably the most difficult group to block on a huh. third down situation in the NFL. Yeah, more difficult to block than the sweat falling down your forehead. We put left uh, towels in Buffalo. Uh, so your four-man pressure, I, the key to this game is the Giants' defense and their blitz package from Wink Martindale. So the Cowboys, two things. Number one, it's the worst pass-protecting offensive line in football. Here comes the pressure. Second of all, you're playing a quarterback with his third career start. Start. Here comes the pressure. And I want to see if all these different parts for the Cowboys' offense, this offensive line that's somewhat struggling in their pass protection and somewhat new, and this quarterback that has not seen anything like this before in his life, I remember the first time I played against the Baltimore D- uh, Raven defense in blitz package. I went into the game, thought I knew what I was doing. I had absolutely no idea because it is like watching Star Wars. If the, if the Giants defense can lead with their blitz package, I don't even think this game is close because I don't wow. believe that a quarterback Ooh. in his third career start and an offensive line that's struggling can handle it. I think both defenses are frankly going to get after it and win up front. To me, as simplistic as it sounds, it's going to be which of the two units capitalizes on turnovers. We're familiar with Daniel Jones' ball security issues. Wouldn't be surprised. You know, they like to move Micah Parsons around. If they get him on that rookie right tackle, it's going to be a problem. But on the other side of the ball, um, you know, as quickly as Cooper Rush is getting that ball out, he did try to turn the ball over a few times last week. Bengals weren't able to take advantage of it. I think if the Giants can take advantage of that and actually come away with the football, they're going to win this game. What have you seen out of Daniel Jones so far this season? How much of it's on Brian Dable? How much of it's Dave, on Jones? Yeah. Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, their play caller, has, has done, have done an incredible job. They haven't asked him to do too much. He's right. made, like, solid decisions. His feet have been a major asset. But remember that tape we did last week? Yep. You know, when he, when he feels like that pocket, his operational space is getting restricted on him, his eyes go down. It's not making mistakes, but it's also restricting their ability to make some plays down the field and hit open guys. So that's got to get better. I don't think it's going to get that much better from last week to this week, no. He's still having the moments to me, man, where it's, it's becoming about survival as opposed to playing the position. Yeah. That's what I see from Daniel Jones. A couple yeah. picks were dropped last week that he kind of threw himself into. And, and, and here's the thing about Daniel Jones, man. You see the talent every game. I know. He you see the flashes. flash, man. Yep. It's just in those critical moments. It's, it's three quarters. I'll credit, though. He's not making those two or three plays a game that you go, yeah, what yeah, in the yeah. world right. are Slight you doing? Right. All right, guys, time to pick this one. Mina, you get to go first. Who are you taking, Cowboys or Giants? Ooh, oh, wait, this is wait, really wait. close for me. Oh, man. Mina. Wow. Mina, oh, Mina you got God. your arm uh, in the air there. It's cool. Mina, please. Yeah. 
That, well, that picture is accurate Please. to how I feel because I, I think it's oh. me in a Giants outfit. I am taking the Giants um, for really the same reason that Dan and I both articulated that pass rush against Cooper Rush. I think the Giants come away with a couple of turnovers. In this yeah, game. I'm taking the Giants. Saquon Barkley has a good game. Wow. Okay. Uh, Marcus, what you going to do? We don't even like you like that, bro. Sorry, we bro. We just work with you. It's the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys in this game. I trust Micah Parsons on the defensive side of the ball more than I trust Daniel Jones. You know, That's really what it boils down to. I, I am your only real He's friend going to be here, after him. Marcus Spears, because I am also taking the Cowboys tonight. You guys are and I've been, tra- <laughs> been trying to talk myself out of it. Don't knock the table over. But I, I actually mean, I'm think so disappointed. they're going to win. I'm so disappointed in you, Mina Kimes. What, what have the Cowboys shown her it's to Cooper pick Rush. them in What has Daniel Jones shown you? Stop bumping to the gym. You're so close to it. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live.